0: everybody welcome back to another episode of customs law i'm your host jack and today we're going to be talking about my best money tips when traveling uh specifically like how do i get access to my money while i'm traveling internationally so accessing money abroad i like to separate into three different categories you have cash You have credit card and you have debit card. However, you can get by with just the debit and the cash because I have in the past. The credit card does make it a little easier though. My first tip is you always need to bring some cash with you. So for Americans, you need to bring the U.S. dollar. If you're able to get some local currency of the country you're going to before you leave the country, this can be helpful and minimize some stress. But if you can't, don't worry about it. I've only done that maybe once while I was traveling and I actually did that in South Korea. In South Korea, you can go to the banks and just convert over money, do a money exchange there. That was my first time solo traveling too. So I was stressed about figuring out money while I was abroad. So I converted over a lot of my South Korean won to Japanese yen and then Taiwanese dollars. I've never done that in America. I'm sure that it is possible. If you go to a money exchange or a bank, you can ask about it. Sometimes that can help if you're a high stress person to have that cash with you already ready to go. So when you land in the country, you don't have to worry about it and you can just continue on your day. If not, though, and a majority of people will not be landing in the country with the local currency cash. I don't even do that anymore. This is why you will want to have a debit card. You specifically want to have a debit card with no international ATM fees. If you do have international ATM fees and you're willing to pay them then that's okay. You can go on your way. I personally was living abroad for a while, so I didn't want to be having to pay an international fee every time I did an ATM withdrawal. Um, But if you can have a debit card with no international fees, that will make your life a lot easier. Not only can you use that to withdraw cash from ATMs all throughout the country, You can also pay for things using credit with your debit card just by selecting that payment method while you're checking out. So you can use it as a credit card um, and then not pay any international transaction fees, especially if the place you're going to only accepts card. So the one that I use is from Chase. It's the Chase private client checking account. This one will be hard to get if you do not have a lot of money with Chase Bank. The only reason why I have that is because my entire family banks with Chase. So under a family plan, you can hit the minimum amount needed to become a private client. When you are a private client, you will have the perks of the debit card that comes with that, and that is a no fee debit card. So that is what I used to get around uh, when I first started traveling. However, as an adult, I <laughs> wanted to... Open up a secondary account to have another debit card just in case I needed it and this checking account slash debit card that I opened up is actually serving as my travel fund so I talked about in my last episode that every month I automatically save money into my travel fund that is going to this checking account and that is with Charles Schwab it's the high yield investor checking account it's not so much that this one has no international transaction fees but this one has unlimited rebates on withdrawals from international ATMs. So I specifically have this card um, in the case of an emergency where I need to withdraw money from an ATM abroad. Um, and get some cash. You don't need to have two. I only recently acquired two. I have gone year a year or two abroad with only one and it's been fine. also want to clarify when I'm talking about debit cards, debit cards are linked to checking accounts. So just to clear that up in case that's confusing, debit cards and checking accounts are linked. It's the same type of withdrawal account. When I first started traveling six years ago, those were the only two checking accounts that gave you debit cards with no international ATM fees. There could be more today, but those are tried and true. And those are the ones that I have. So I wanted to share those with you. Next, I'm going to go into the credit cards that you can get that have no international transaction fees. So I actually didn't get a no international transaction fee credit card till Three years ago, it's definitely made travel a lot easier for me as far as paying for things on credit um, and earning a lot of rewards because of that. Because if you are using a debit card, there's no rewards on that. So that's kind of the con with it. I'm going to talk about four of the most popular ones today. And some of these credit cards do have fees with them an annual fee just to hold the card so again you don't have to get one if you don't want one it just can make things a little easier and there are more perks associated with them as well so the first one on this list is the chase sapphire preferred card this one does have an annual fee of 95 dollars, and i wanted to share this because this is the card that i use i chose this card specifically out of all the four that i am going to tell you about because It had a really great sign-on bonus. It was about 100,000 points when I got on. So the way the sign-on bonuses go is if you apply for the credit card and you get it and you spend a certain amount before a specific amount of time, they will give you points back. And so those points had an equivalent cash value of like $1,250, right? So an annual fee of $95 was definitely worth it for me. And I made sure to open up a travel credit card like this. Before I had to book for a long trip. So that's another piece of advice I wanted to give is if you're planning to open up a credit card, do so when you know you're about to make a lot of big purchases. Because I just opened this and then immediately booked my Airbnbs, my flights, any other accommodation, transportation, tours, and really easily hit that required usage amount. So that's the one that I use. Some additional perks that they have are like travel insurance. There's really good points on dining, travel, especially if you book through their website, groceries, things like that. I really like the built in travel insurance though. So they do have car renters insurance that is already built into the car, as well as trip cancellation insurance, which is really nice. If you have a credit card like this, it can save you a lot of stress because. You already have travel insurance, which I will talk about travel insurance and the pros and cons of that, whether or not I recommend to get that in another podcast episode. Don't let me forget. But yeah, so that's why I have that card. I really like it. Have no complaints. I really enjoy it. The second one on this list is... I've heard a lot of really good things. I just personally don't have it. It's the Capital One Venture Rewards card. It also has a $95 fee, but I think that they have a lot of perks as far as getting to use um, airport lounges with Capital One, probably similar point system to Chase. And then, so I would take a look at that one as well, especially if you already bank with Capital One. I already bank with Chase, so it was a no-brainer for me to open it. But if you were banking with Capital One, I would take a look. A lot of people recommend it. And then the third one on this list, I want to put some with no annual fees. So there's the Wells Fargo autograph card. I have never banked with Wells Fargo. I don't have this, but it is worth looking into, especially if you do need a credit card and you don't want to pay fees. And then the last one on this list is Bank of America travel rewards card as well. No annual fee. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the process of actually getting your money once you're in country. Let's say, best case scenario, you followed my advice. You have your debit card and your credit card, and you've got your USD, your US dollar cash. Even if you have all of these things, you do need to just make sure you have some cash in your home currency, right? $20, $50, $100 US. Have that with you as you're traveling, just in case you have to do a conversion with some cash, okay? But let's say you follow my advice, you have all three, now you land in the airport. If you have a debit card with no international transaction fees, you can go to any ATM that you find in the country. Literally any ATM that you see, the first one you see, doesn't matter which bank it's with. Well, do make sure it's a legit ATM. Don't just like stick your card anywhere. But you can do a cash withdrawal upon arriving in the country and that will be the best conversion rate you can get. So to explain what a conversion rate is, is that there is a cost that you incur to convert money from one currency to another, right? If I wanna get like Japanese yen from USD, there's going to be a small fee when you're converting the money over, okay? And then the value of different countries' currencies change daily, right? So maybe one day you're gonna get like 20 yen for 10 us dollars and then the next day you're gonna get 15 yen for your 10 us dollars it's that's just the way money conversion works but there is a fee to do that conversion rule of thumb is that an atm and a bank will always give you the cheapest conversion rates. that's why if you want to convert money ahead of time before you go into the country you want to go to the bank directly the next cheapest place that you can go to if you can wait is leaving the airport and finding a money exchange this will be an actual physical store or place called money exchange that you can go and bring your actual usd cash and give that to them and then they will do the conversion for you too taking out whatever fees that they need to take out for the conversion and then if all else fails and you can't do any of that then you can do the money exchange at the airport but be aware that Airport money exchanges will always have the worst rates because they know you are desperate to convert your money, right? If they want to target the very stressed traveler who needs to get local currency quickly. So that is like worst case scenario. You do a cash conversion at the airport. But if you can wait, cheaper to do it through an ATM with a debit card or cheaper to do it with cash in town at a money exchange. If you are going to convert it at the airport, I do recommend that you convert the minimum of what you need. Don't overconvert because if you do and you can't spend it all, then you're going to be stuck with cash that you will have to convert over again and you will pay another transaction fee on that. So you're losing money just by moving money back and forth. And another thing to remember is that some countries also do not take specific currencies. So you may end up holding all of that cash for a while. I actually still have like 20 US dollars that are stuck in Senegalese francs that I converted over six years ago. And it's because I haven't been to a single country that will take them. I've tried to convert it over in probably five different countries and nobody takes it. So be aware when you convert over money. Another key note I wanna make is you cannot exchange coins. This is a global rule that money exchanges only accept Cash in the form of paper bills. And the amount that you are converting has to be significant. They will not convert over one US dollar or five US dollars. It has to be a little more substantial than that, like 10 US dollars. So be aware of that. I literally landed in Taiwan with all of my Japanese yen in coins and then asked them to convert it and they would not. And then I was stuck with all of these really heavy coins. So When you're about to leave a country, try to spend all of your coins immediately because you cannot convert those. Those will definitely just be little souvenirs for you (laughs) if you keep them. Okay. And then another tip I want to say is do not assume that the country you are going to will not require a lot of cash. Although a lot of countries are becoming cashless, there are still plenty of countries left that are very cash dependent. So that's why it's always a good idea to have a small amount of cash with you. For example, in Germany, which is a very advanced and modern country in Europe, they are still very cash dependent. In fact, there are so many places in Germany that still only accept cash. I think I did three ATM withdrawals in the span of four days because so many places only accepted cash. And then my very last tip is when you do finally get all of your cash, never pull it all out at once. I always keep my cash in a separate coin purse slash wallet. The wallet is easy enough for me to open up and get what I need without having to pull everything out. I really recommend bringing a separate coin purse like that because you don't want to be in the middle of like a night market or just like public messing with cash like that that's just a safety tip but yeah so those are my bare bones basic travel money tips for you i hope you enjoyed this episode and in the next episode i'm planning to talk about my first experiences solo traveling and my advice around that if you enjoyed the episode please share it with your friends follow us on social media it's at customs law basically on every single social media platform And if you have any other travel questions, please feel free to send them in. I'm really happy to answer them. Okay, bye.